Hello and welcome back to the other 99% podcast, where we take a step back from the 1% gains that society has become obsessed with and instead talk about the other 99%. Throughout this series, we will discuss everything from nutrition to sleep, training methods, work-life balance, leadership and mental health. Hi, George. Such such uh, plain sailing through that now, isn't it? Yes, yeah, oh, I just read it off my phone every time though. It's just not even a question anymore. There's no mistakes. There's no mistakes, no. Um, so how's your week been? It's been pretty busy, um, which is which is good because we're going to be talking about that type of thing today. Um, so yeah, we, we were joking last week, weren't we, about how our, our whoops are just giving us red recoveries every day. Um, one, one, one day straight, I just did not have a good day. Yeah, uh, I managed to get a 90% today, so that was good. But that's been the first time in over a week uh, that it's yeah. sort of said that I've been uh, semi-functioning as a human. So, yeah, a bit of a tiring one, but, you know, it's been good. It's been productive. How about you? Yeah, my week, my week was actually all right. Um, I, did, I can't remember we last spoke now. I told you I went on that course last weekend, didn't I? We did, yeah, we've recorded since then. Um, this week's been pretty straightforward. Um, I didn't travel to the game with the team this week because we've got our full staff team back in now, so we're taking it in turns to go to matches. Um, so I've mainly just been with the rehabbers in the gym. It's been, yeah, it's been quite an easy one. I don't know why, why my recovery's been so poor. Um, yeah, it's been probably my least stressful week of work since I started. Maybe it's like a delayed kind of reaction to it. Your body's fine relaxed. I think it's since I started running. I've just been like that's just been taking its toll, and I've not recovered as well. Yeah, especially when we look at like wearable data um, or data from wearables, I should say, it's all based on heart rate, isn't it? And heart rate strain. So actually, because we joked, you know, you have a massive gym session, it, it it's like, oh, you're fully recovered, but you can't walk. Um, yeah. Not recovered. <laughs> yeah, obviously the cardiovascular load isn't that high on, yeah. on, on gym sessions, unless you're doing split squats and it's harder than anything you've ever done in your life. <laughs> Do we like squats again? Um, yeah, it's been... <laughs> It's been um yeah, it's been on the on the edge of going into the bad books again, but I had a good squat session yesterday, so it's still in the good bits for now. Okay. So still rec- still recommending it as a, a good exercise to do. Yeah, I think I got it was definitely like a volume load PB at that way. I did five lots of three on one eighty, which is decent. Oh I uh, I felt very humbled. I was posting some of our videos on TikTok and this gym bloke came up and he was like, um, he's doing a November challenge where he like duets a video, which yeah. means that he basically puts someone else's video and then does one next to it. And his theme is shoulder pressing people's squats. <laughs> and he was shoulder pressing only for one, only in inverted commas, 170. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I think I just, I just saw some guy do 190. <laughs> that's hideous. Yeah. Yeah, that is <laughs> I'll stick to swimming, thanks. Yeah. Um, so today's topic is, like you alluded to, productivity. Where Should I kick us off or where do you want to get started? No, you go. So I, th- I thought a good place to start was like getting on the same page with what productivity means to you. Because I think a lot of people think of productivity as um, like financial gain or making money or that that type of thing but I think of it as just using your time well like if there's something you want to be doing and you're not doing it that's not productive because you're flicking through Instagram or whatever whatever distraction 
But if you're really intentional with your time, and that might be something like, I don't know, I'm going to play on my Xbox for two hours, but I do that. That's I would still class that as being productive with your time because you're being intentional. But when you intentionally waste time, I would see that as unproductive. Yeah, even unintentionally waste time, isn't it? With the yeah. the scrolling and things like that. You use the the Xbox as, as an example, but you can plan to have downtime, yeah. and therefore that's productive, isn't it? Yeah, which I think, like I've gone through phases of um, when I think back to when I was doing my commute from Toronto to Bath each day. I was like, just being sat in the car for three four hours a day is such a waste of time. I'm going to try and be really productive and um, listen to all these podcasts and try and make as much of it as you can. But then you go through phases where you're like, I just can't, I need to switch off from this like productivity thing that seems like there's a real, um, what's the word? Like productivity is like a real buzzword at the moment and people are trying to do everything they can to be as productive as possible. But that's not sustainable in my opinion. So like having those periods where you're intentionally just giving yourself time off. And one of my favorite quotes on that is from Naval Ravikant where he says, work like a lion, not like a zebra, I think it was. So you go through periods of working intensely, being really productive, what Cal Newport refers to as deep work, but then equally when you're not working, having that downtime, but being intentional with your time so you're not just wasting it. Yeah, I totally agree. I think part of the issue with that now is that we have the ability to do so much more than before. Um, We we were talking before um, early in the week and I said that, you know, before I I switched um, jobs, I was actually working two jobs almost full time um, for both of them. And, you know, in, in previous generations, that wouldn't be possible because we didn't have the ability to have a job that we could do from our computer or something like that. Yeah. We didn't work after hours because if you weren't physically at work, you had to leave and you couldn't do yeah. any more. Um, so I think what you're saying is brilliant. We, we do actually need to factor in downtime. And I think although we're talking about productivity and and getting better at doing the important things we need to remember that actually the important things are sometimes to like take time for ourselves. yeah and then when you come back to whatever you're working on you'll be more productive than you would be isn't it than if you just like tried to slog through and work the whole time yeah for sure we actually approached this topic when we're doing our research very differently we've we've read and listened to quite different things and think um i've got some practical sort of uh advice to come because we like to give the listeners some takeaways but equally i think they're more sort of character trait based i wouldn't say that they're necessarily things that you can can accomplish they're things that you are um and it started off the first thing i I came across was a, a quote that says if you chase two rabbits you'll catch neither yeah and i think that i mean i I don't want to kill our episode in the in the first 10 minutes but (laughs) that pretty much sums up productivity isn't it yeah yeah when i think i've mentioned this before one of my favorite books ever it sounds like it's a long really similar line to that is essentialism like if, if you focus on lots of different things you don't do anything well but if you have one focus and you narrow all of your energy into that and do it really really well you'll be much more productive yeah for sure um and it's about becoming the type of person that that does what they say they're going to do whether that's work related uh family related friendship um or just for yourself and i came across the domino effect in um gary keller's book the one thing which was um so a domino is geometrically mathematically i don't know the term capable of knocking down a domino 50 percent larger than itself so if you start with a standard domino by the 23rd domino you've knocked down the eiffel tower and by the 57th domino you've knocked down mount everest 
So I think what what my takeaway from this was that if you start with just one thing and you start with a small thing, you build momentum and you become the type of person that achieves goals and, and is productive and is able to focus on one thing. And then because you've done that so many times for smaller tasks, you're able to conquer bigger tasks because you've got that skill set and that attitude that allows you to do it. Whereas if you went straight to Everest, no chance it's going to take you forever. Yeah, I like that. It sounds like compound interest, that, that kind of principle. Yeah. Um, and then sort of linked in with that uh, was another quote by Ross Garber that basically said, um, there can only be one most important thing. So many mm. things can be important, but there's only one that's the most important. And, mm. you know, we've sort of alluded to it already when you think about work and family and all the like social media stuff like there's so many pressures coming in from different angles to actually realize what the most important thing to you is 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 quite difficult but that doesn't mean like if you choose your family is the most important thing brilliant but actually that means that you need to prioritize your work as well because you know you, you've got they to work yeah yeah so in order to to sort of realize that most important goal you need to to pay attention to others yeah that, that's exactly what essential is about he talks about the definition of priority is that one thing and um, yeah like, like you said it is it is hard to hard to pinpoint that down and um, but going back to what you're talking about the the domino effect the the podcast that i listened to which i really liked um, he spoke about the hardest thing is getting started. But then once you build that momentum, then it's easier to keep on going. But there are still a few things you need to do to maintain that momentum. But I really liked this is like a really simple takeaway. But say your say your goal was to climb Mount Everest. You need to break that down into smaller and smaller steps, and that can help you just get started and avoid procrastination. So if it was to climb Mount Everest, it would be um, I don't know what the first step would be, like other than literally taking the first step, but probably like sorting out, getting to base camp or whatever it is. Um, but his practical takeaway from that is the two minute rule. So if you're really struggling to do something and you're procrastinating, just say you're going to do it for two minutes. And why I really like that is it, it constrains you to take that really small first step. So say you've got this essay to write, you're really struggling with it, you don't know where to start, and you say, okay, I'm just going to do this for two minutes. In that time, you might just open up the Word document, write a title, maybe give yourself like an outline of the intro and whatever, and then that can help you get started and avoid all that time procrastinating. It applies really well to fitness and health, doesn't it? Um, James Smith spoke about days that you really can't be asked to go to the gym and you're just not feeling it. It's like, okay, do one exercise. Yeah. Like turn up, just, just do one exercise. And if you do that, you've succeeded. But by the time you've got there and you've done one exercise, well, you're actually ready to do the rest anyway. Um, so, I, you know, I quite like that from a health and fitness point of view. And, you know, a lot of people sit there and they think, do you know what? I want to prove something to myself. I want to raise money. I want to do whatever. Um, I'm going to run a marathon. Well, like you were saying about breaking it down, what's the thing you need to do? Put your shoes on. Like yeah. literally just put, you, put your shoes on and step outside the door. That's step one. Um, yeah. That came out of uh, Keller's book as well. It was about think big and then think small. So have this big, uh, what almost seems like an unattainable goal, and then make break it down, break it down, break it down until you're literally at what can I do right this second to help me realise my goal, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah. The, the other thing I really like about that is when you think of the law of diminishing returns, I don't want to make this about 
fitness and stuff, but it's just an example that comes to my head. Um, say you do one set in your two minutes, whatever, <clears throat> that's actually going to give you most of your results. Then you stick around for a second set, then you'll get, you know, maybe 30% more gains and then it slowly diminishes. Um, so, yeah, I, I just like that as a, if you are going to do something, just do something well for a short amount of time and that will get you most of the benefits anyway. I don't know how much that applies to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so sort of taken that a different way and I made notes about it for later, but basically like if something's worth doing, it's worth doing well. But if it's not, if it's not worth doing well, then it's not worth doing at all. Yeah. Do you know what? There's actually something I didn't make notes on, but I spoke to you about it after we recorded last week's episode was um, that matrix of important and urgent. Yeah, yeah. But I'll, I'll come on to that later. I'll get up a little diagram so I can remind myself. Yeah. So I've that's got... That's quite a nice way of, like, understanding what your priority is. Yeah, for sure. And I think as much as we want to talk about what people should do, um, I came across uh, six things that outline, like, barriers between you and um, sort of prioritising and being... Oh, productive we're going to keep using that buzzword but we'll, we'll come to that in a little bit um everything matters equally multitasking a disciplined life willpower is always on call a balanced life and big is bad um so everything matters equally well that's it's just not true is it like not everything that you have in your life is just as important as the other thing so like we said you know some things are very important but there's only one thing that's the most important um multitasking so it's basically just doing twice as many things half as well um so being quite average uh, at that it makes you think you're being productive because you've done lots of little bits but actually if you look back at what you've achieved and what you've taken away from it it's it's significantly less um i i thought the discipline in life was an interesting one i read it and i thought well i think discipline is quite important to being productive um yeah. It's about the refocusing of attention for discipline. So it's not that we need more discipline. We just need to apply our discipline correctly. So, you know, you've got enough discipline. Everyone's got enough to do that one thing. Everyone, everyone um, barring, you know, a disability, has got the ability to put the trainers on to go for a run. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. Um, you don't need more discipline to run a marathon. You just need to do that first step. Um, willpower is always on call. You know, we've sort of spoken about it this week where I've, just message you and be like, I feel like I just can't be bothered. Um, you don't always have the willpower to do something. And I think that's something I've had to learn as I've got older is that you can't do everything all the time. And I've I found that quite difficult um, to like say no to things. But also when you said yes to something to then realise, actually, I, I don't have it in the tank right now. Um, I need to step away and, and come back to it at a different time. Yeah. And that, that can be stuff you enjoy as well. Like I enjoy training, but I days this week where I'm like, you know, what? I'm not getting out of bed this morning. Yeah, 100%. Um, a balanced life. Uh, the, the sort of theme of that was that actually, if you want to be good at something, you don't need a balanced life. You need to be like full throttle going towards whatever that target is, yeah. you know, step at a time. But you don't need to balance it out with something else that you're not interested in. Um, yeah, I, I was having this uh, similar conversation with my boss's boss at work this week, and we, we were talking about that because it seems like more so our generation than older generations. But it's, it seems like our generation is striving for this work-life balance. But if you want to be really, really good at something, that's not necessarily the case. If you want to be a world-leading in whatever field you're in, um, it's, it's going to be really, really hard to have like a, a normal work-life balance. 
Yeah, but I think we're probably one of the last generations now that I think our, our parents and our parents' parents were basically told if you want to succeed, you've you've got to work more hours, you've got to work longer, you've got to work harder. Whereas I think people coming through now and starting to see in the workforce are just saying no yeah. to that thing. They are saying no. But eventually those gaps at the top will appear when people who have kind of come up in our ethos will vacate those positions and there'll be there'll be a new cycle of attitude that comes through. So I think that's quite an interesting one to look towards because we're already seeing that conflict in the workplace where some people are, you know, you must give everything to your job and devote everything to it, whereas mm. others are like, actually, this is my job and at five o'clock, I'm done. Yeah, I'm fucking off, yeah. 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 The other thing Simon Sinek talks about is people are really struggling with why they're doing what they're doing at work now and really questioning what the purpose of stuff is. Again, like pros and cons, but again, like you said, last like our parents' generation and their parents' generation, it was more just get your head down and crack on with whatever your task is doing. Yeah, I think that you know, it, it takes a lot of effort to form like good habits and and to be good at something as well. And this was something I I actually enjoyed reading. Um, so there's a bit of conflict or different research around like habit formation. And, and I will link it back to what we were just talking about, I promise. But like 21 days is thought to be uh, a period of time where habituation starts to settle in. And that was based on um, research around amputees getting used to losing a limb. It took 21 days for them to basically adjust to their, their new life. Um, this one had 66 uh, days to fully ingrain a habit. But it basically, yeah, if you can work really hard for 66 days, that then becomes a habit and it no longer requires a lot of effort to do because it's habitual you know so if it's waking up an hour early i hate to tell you this but for for two months it's going to be pretty tough but then after two months you're going to be absolutely fine because it's just what you do and we spoke about it with food and nutrition and things didn't we it's not i'm on a diet it then becomes i actually just i don't eat those types of food yeah yeah, you become that person yeah yeah for sure nice I didn't really link um, about that. Uh, it was good. It was good info anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the, the other thing I was reading about was um, the reason why people procrastinate is because there's a well, part of the reason is there's a, a lot of psychological discomfort around the task. It, it might be they don't know what they're doing. Again, the gym's a really good example. It's something we've spoken about before. You know, I don't know how to do all of these free weight movements. Um, and this we covered this in the habit formation episode we did as well. But making things as easy as possible can really help you to avoid procrastinating and the other thing with that is having which we've kind of touched on but having a really really clear plan so it's not oh I'm going to go to the gym today it's I'm going to go to the gym today and I'm going to do this exercise for this many sets and reps and I'm going to rest for this long in between and I'm going to move on to this and then there's no kind of you see it all the time people walking around with no clear direction and again running not I'm going to go out for a run it might be I'm going to run for a minute, walk for a minute. I'm going to do that ten times, and I'm done for the day. But having a really clear, detailed plan can help you avoid procrastinating. I'd probably add on to that as well and say not just about the plan for when you get there, but also plan how you're going to get there. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk there and I'm gonna leave at this time. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we like build it all the way back. Yeah, it's a really interesting point actually because I'm like today's been one of my days off work and I've probably been less productive because I've got the whole day. And actually, I wrote this as one of my notes, Parkinson's Law, but 
I'm like, oh, I've got all day. I'll just get up whenever I get up and go and train at some point. And before you know it, like your whole day's gone. Yeah. Versus when you look at it, when you look at that during the week, oh, I'm going to get up at six o'clock. So I need to be at work at eight o'clock. So it gives me an hour and a bit to train and then have a shower and get across to work. Um, and then we've already spoken about momentum, but that really does get the momentum for the day going. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that I've achieved or I'm more more productive in what I do when I've achieved something early. Now that doesn't have to be like a huge workout if that's not what you're into. Um, a lot of the stuff around the cold showers that I do in this, you know, the Wim Hof practices that I employ in my daily life. One of the things about um, the cold showers was some people were just like, do you know what, if I can get up and I can force myself into a cold shower every morning, no matter what comes at me for the rest of the day, if I can endure that and I can do it, then I'm going to be, I'm going to be golden. Yeah, well, that kind of goes back to that psychological discomfort, doesn't it? It's just getting used to that, being, yeah. being comfortable with uncomfortable stuff. And then all yeah. of come, or you almost look forward to the discomfort. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the other thing you just made me think of, there was that guy that's got really famous for um, making your bed. Who was that guy called? Uh, I know exactly who you mean. I'm going to look this up. But again, that links back to the same thing, just starting your day doing something productive, however small it is, because that just gets momentum going for the day. I'm sure yeah. he was a US Navy officer, wasn't he? I feel like it was a military guy. Admiral, Navy SEAL Admiral. There you yeah. go. Uh, it's on YouTube and the video is called Be Better Than Average. So there you go, you can you can check that one out. Yeah. Uh, be the better than average. That, as you said, even if you have a really shit day, at least you come home with your bed's made. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you achieve nothing else, at least your bed's made and you can get in bed comfortable. Because you spoke about making things as easy as possible, but I think there's so many opportunities for distraction now. Um, when we think about habit formation and being productive, we need to create friction between us and the negative alternative. Yeah. You know, if your if your goal is to spend quality time with your family, turn your phone off. No, like, one thing I've been meaning to do this week is just turn notifications off on my phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will get around to that because it pops up on your watch straight away and it's just a distraction yeah it's um, just always isn't it? we're always connected yeah i think we'll do a future episode on the deep work book but that's some of the stuff they cover and that to get into that zone of deep work you need to turn off all those other distractions yeah because when you get a notification and i am definitely going to butcher the stats here it's something like that three second distraction can take 10 minutes yeah to return back to your flow state of work yeah. you know and the rate at which notifications come in particularly if it's some sort of group chat or something that like that's a lot of distractions and that you've basically never hit your flow state of work so if you're trying to be productive and you've started and you've done your two minutes but then you're getting distracted every other minute like you, you're just not giving it 100 percent. yeah and then you go down like a youtube rabbit hole that could be like two hours gone <laughs> you never get back <laughs> It's funny, so many people talk about YouTube as like a, a distractor. I actually, I, I don't, I don't get YouTube. Do you not? No, I find it, I don't, I might watch the occasional Ross Edgley video. Yeah, I, I like a YouTube video. I watch quite a bit. But um, it goes back to that psychological discomfort thing. Like, I could go and work on this, but it's difficult and I don't really want to, so I'm just going to watch YouTube or do I mean do the dishes or whatever which isn't like a waste of time but it's just picking the easier option 
Yeah, it's like a, a false productivity, isn't it? Because you still haven't done what you needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I on on that one thing, which is what we didn't cover actually, was most people would be in a much better place if they just wrote down that one thing that was most important, the priority for that day, and did it, even yeah. if it's just one thing. Yeah. So most people have a to-do list, and it's a term that we throw around. Um, yeah. This was. That sort of suggested to break it down into a must do, should do, and a could do. Yeah. Help you with your prioritization. Um, that, that's basically, that. yeah, that's basically what that Eisenhower matrix is. Yeah. If it's important and urgent, you need to do it now. If it's important and not urgent, decide a time to do it so you can schedule it in. Yeah. If it's important, sorry, if it's unimportant and urgent, then you can delegate it. And if it's not urgent and it's not important, then just get rid of it yeah so it's just it's sim- similar to that what was yours again do decide or uh must do should do could do must do should do could do yeah yeah so it's like, must do is the urgent and the important yeah should do is important but not urgent yeah and then the, the could do is like if you've got time but actually yeah. that's what you could delegate it if you've got that option as well yeah that'd be the equivalent of delegate yeah yeah um i actually enjoyed reading about taking breaks as well so there's some some interesting uh research into the american judicial system um and the the way in which punishments were given based on how long the sitting judge had been at work for without a break so mm-hmm. you were more likely to get a, a stronger sentence if you were seen later in the day before the judge had a break really? yeah so they compared very similar crimes similar um, circumstances and basically judges gave harsher sentences the furthest they w- had been from having a break if that makes sense so the longer yeah. time they've been at work seeing cases the the more harsh they became there's really interesting stats around the justice system because the other one that comes to my mind is the one about um more attractive people get a less harsh sentence for exactly the same crime interesting is yeah is that why you get punished really harsh for yeah, <laughs> yeah it must be <laughs> I actually got a parking a speeding ticket last weekend. Oh, again, you just got yeah. the Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> the sensible family SUV, and you've gone and got yeah. a speeding ticket. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, hopefully, they'll give me a speed awareness course, otherwise, I'm taking the points. <laughs> Ridiculous. That was one of the worst weekends I've had in a long time. Anyway, move, moving on, that was not a productive weekend. <laughs> Can imagine it was not. Yeah. Um, this actually, my next point links directly to what you just said is about making yourself accountable for your actions. So, you know, taking control of the fact, you know, don't blame external situations or pressures on your lack of productivity or, or, um, yeah, or focus. So, you can do things to help you with that. You can tell people that you're going to do things, set timers, turn off your tech like reduce the noise and like just the clutter that surrounds you basically so reduce the opportunity for that distraction and then i think holding yourself accountable either by like writing it down or putting a sign up um telling someone that something's going to be done like ask them to check on you as well like can you text me in two hours and ask me if i've done whatever work it was i've got to do yeah yeah i like that because it is so easy to make excuses when think of this podcast for example we could easily go do you know what? I'm gonna wait another month until I've bought this microphone and got a better laptop and done this and done that, which is what a lot of people do when they're looking to start a side business or a side hustle. 
it's so easy to make those excuses, but you've got everything you need right now to crack on and do whatever you need to do. And obviously we provide world-class content, so it's not, yeah, not, so a, big deal, not a big deal for us. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's so easy to be like, oh, I need this or I need that, and just come up with this list of um, reasons that aren't really stopping you doing what you need to be doing. Yeah, or even the like, oh, because this happened, I now can't do this. Actually, yeah. that happened six hours ago while you're at work and it, it doesn't matter anymore. You might still be irritated by it and that's absolutely fine. But, you know, that doesn't mean you have to stop doing the future things or you know that something difficult is coming up. So you you stop working. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that, that I have certainly noticed in myself before. So the whole idea of being accountable and having someone that you can talk about your health and fitness with or talk about your goals with that sort of holds you accountable because when they check up on you and say oh you know how's your training going or how's this and that going you're like mm, actually I've I've done nothing yeah that's not something we want that's not a conversation we want to have so I think we can actually refocus ourselves based on almost like an avoidance of awkwardness yeah it's amazing the small things that give you accountability as well so I've started this Garmin running plan on um on my watch and just because it's on my watch I'm I stick to it more than I would do otherwise. Yeah, because it's right there, right? It's, it's straight in front of me. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, I'm very regimented by work about when I can train off-site and, and that sort of thing at the moment. So I think for me, it, it's quite a well-scaffolded situation. I'm not able to do as much as I would like, but it means that when an opportunity does come up, I'm excited to, to latch onto it and, yeah. and get it done, done properly. That's something I've done recently as well. I've dropped down to lifting four times a week. Obviously, I work in a gym most of the day. I could go to the gym every day if I wanted to, but I'm I get much better quality sessions when I train away from work. I make the time to in my day to go and do it. Um, and yeah, I've done the same too in that regard. I find it more enjoyable that way. I think mentally as well, it's important to have that time where you don't feel you're just squeezing it in. You've actually made time to do this thing that is. A good for you and B you enjoy it. Yeah. You know, we talked before about if you want to form a an exercise habit, do something you like. Otherwise, otherwise you're never gonna stick with it. Yeah, yeah. So something else I found interesting when I was researching to this area was people spoke about um if something's hard and it's not worth it, then just quit it. Don't stick around doing it for so they were talking about um university degrees, I think. And they dropped out of university because they decided that that wasn't what they were going to go into and that that could be seen as like some sort of failure or not being productive with your time if you do like a year of university and then drop out but you're actually wasting more time if you carry on doing it yeah the same like, if, if something's yeah if something's hard and worth it then you should absolutely stick to it don't quit just because it's tough but I, I found that interesting as well I, I couldn't really think of like a well, I suppose I have done that in my life I've dropped out of university but um yeah, other than that, I'm trying to think of day-to-day examples where that might might happen, but yeah, just something else interesting to think about. Yeah, for sure. And just because you've invested something in the past doesn't mean you need to invest like future time, effort, finance, whatever it is, resources in general into it just because you have done. If yeah. it's not going to serve future you, it's not worth doing. Yeah. Um, my last bit actually was um, about being specific um so 
like really focus on the small thing and that's probably my biggest takeaway from the research the reading that, that we've done is that if you can focus literally on the thing right in front of your face um like that's your start that's your first foot out the door and as soon as you take one step the next one becomes easier yeah and i think we've got to end of my notes as well but on on a similar sort of note to that it's important to have these goals but then obviously it's hard to get started once you get started it's easier but you do need to maintain that momentum so remembering it's not always about the final destination like enjoying that process along the way could could help you maintain maintain some of that momentum to keep going um but yeah i think um that's everything on, on my notes yeah I, I finish it off i'm gonna be profound again um yeah. yeah a goal without a plan is just an idea yeah so if you don't plan it's just an idea you need to make a plan and you need to stick to it and you need to know how you're going to go about achieving what you want to achieve there you go being all profound again you come out yeah. with a brilliant quote do you, do you find a quote you like at the start of every episode and just save it for the, for the end be honest of it? i didn't read that one you know no that's all me <laughs> that's all you yeah george cook 2022 do you know what? i'm gonna make a little canva post of that on it and put it on our instagram with your name underneath oh thanks so much <laughs> um cool Let, let's let's give a quick summary on our best tips for productivity for for me it's the two minute rule is a great way to avoid procrastination it helps you break down bigger goals into the really small first step you need to take in order to get going being really specific with those first few steps as well can help you to again take those first few steps They'd be my big takeaways, I think. Yeah, I think I'll split mine into two. It's think big and think small. Have a big, have a big idea, make a plan, and then start with the absolute smallest part of it. You know, whatever that goal is, whether it's weight loss. Um, you know, I want to lose ten kilos. All right, how are you going to lose one kilo? All right, what can I do right now at my next meal to help me lose one kilo? Do I go for a walk, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. Um, so I think, yeah, main takeaway. Think as big as possible, dream big, have big goals, but remember that you need to start small and without the small steps, you literally can't achieve anything. Yeah, nice. I thought you were going to have another really profound quote then. I thought you were going to come up with... Um, no, I've done what, one. What, what is that quote? If you aim for the aim for the stars, aim at least you'll hit the sky or something. Sky, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'm going to find a quote for next week's episode just so I can be profound for once oh, fantastic <laughs> as, as always thank you very much for listening and tune back in next week for our next episode looking forward to it see you then see you then